Hello, this is Dan Kalak, member of the Palma Band of Lusanio Indians and the Chief Medical Officer for Indian Health Council over the past 19 years. Miyum. May we all wonder and be blessed by the energy created by the life around us, perpetuated and created from our ancestors and their ancestors for time immemorial. We recognize the Creator's hand is all that we see, feel, think, and do here on Earth and in our short existence. We treasure our time together and we wish each other peace, happiness, and long life. For love, health, time is all we have here on Earth. We relish our bodies, minds, spiritual being, and our consciousness, drinking in our reality with the ones we love and making a good place for our people is paramount. For our Earth, our animal brothers and sisters on Earth, the ocean, the sea, and the unseen that share our space, we treasure your existence. For our children we love, live, and last one more day, if not for ourselves, but for our generations to come forever now on Earth and to the universe end. Michonne Lovick. Welcome once again to the What About Life podcast from Indian Health Council. I'm your host, David S. Dawson, multimedia coordinator here at the Health Center. Joining me for today's podcast are my cohorts from the PEI team, Mr. George Bojas. Good morning. And Mr. Arturo Calvo. Hello, hello. So, guys, what are we talking about today? So, uh, you it's let... Like, it's, like, it's like Christmas every podcast for me. I get to ask that question, like... <laughs> Unwrap well, what we're going to talk about. Well, you know, it, it's uh, it's awkward for us because we really look forward to talking about stuff that I don't think anybody likes to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're talking about suicide today because it's Suicide Prevention Month. Right. We're looking at <clears throat> some, some tips to help somebody out, some warning signs, maybe some verbal clues. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A little bit of a... Uh, so let's just get into it. Yeah. Let's look at some verbal... We talked truth. a little bit about that stuff in the last episode. Yes, talked a little bit uh, about... But we're going we're gonna to dive deeper into that today. Well, well I, I think warning signs are a big part of, of what to look for when somebody's in trouble. Mm-hmm. Right? When you come across that, that person that you you might think he's in trouble, right? You need to be like a detective and go... Huh, I'm picking up that this person is doing this, this person is doing this, and then you're able to transition. Okay, how am I going to help them? How am I going to ask that question? But the first step is recognizing recognizing that somebody yes. needs needs help. Yes, right. You know, and uh, a lot of times we feel like, you know, if we're not professionals or if, you know we're not trained, then we don't know. You know, but. In fact, uh, we have, you know, our gut instinct and we're around our loved ones and our friends more than any professional. So we really have a feeling when something's not right yeah. off yeah. or when our, when the people close to us are going through a tough time. We, 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 we tend to know. Well, I mean, let's be honest. If we wait around for professionals to wander into our life to make sure we're doing okay, like none of us would ever be doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, this is not the way the world works. Well, or... You're surrounded by your friends and your family and, and you know, your acquaintances more than you are 
therapists, professionals, right? You know, right. in your daily life, generally speaking. I mean, not necessarily true for us because we're here every day, but you know. And then on on that same note, you know, uh, like if we wait for a therapist or a professional to roll into our life, it's probably uh, you know close to too late. Yeah. You know, um, so uh, you know, it's kind of like only going to see a doctor when you're you know terminal. You know, it's like, you know, do your regular checkups and, you know, go see your regular physician and do your annual physicals, you know, rather than only going in there when you're in dire straits, you know. Right. So, um, you know, checking on your folks and, and, and knowing when they're not right, asking if they're okay, you know, really goes a long way. Yeah. Well, it's like plumbing at home, right? Like if you hear the pipes making weird noises, do you call the plumber then or do you wait until the pipe is burst? And your drywall's swollen and water's just flooding into the living room. Yeah. Right? Like, probably better to have made that call when you were hearing the weird noises out of the pipes, right? Right. right. So it, it's, it's just generally true that the earlier you tackle something, the better the outcome will be, right? Than if you wait till the very end. Yeah. Asking that simple question, are you okay? Yeah. Right. You know, which I literally which, just got a text message from a friend back east checking in to see if I'm doing okay because I messaged her last night saying I wasn't feeling well mm-hmm. emotionally. And, you know, she chatted with me last night to make sure I was okay last night. And here we are this morning. She's still checking in, just making sure I'm doing okay from, nice. from all the way in Atlanta. You know, like it means the world to me that she texted me today. Nice. You know, but there, there, there's some other ways to ask the ask that question. You know, those of us that have you know teenagers asking how they're doing. You asking know, anything of your teenager can a, be complicated. It's a standard. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Fine. Why are you asking? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, you know, if, why are you asking? That's a lot. That's a huge response. You know, so um, you know h- how you ask and and diff- asking different questions. You know, is 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 a big part of it. You know, uh, um, open ended questions. Um, you know, you're not, um, you're not depressed, are you? Or you're not, you know, you're not using drugs, are you? You know, kind of things like that. Or I hated getting that question from my dad. Are you on drugs? (laughs) Really? Yeah. (laughs) You know, you know, rather than asking if someone's on drugs, you know, you could say, look, I noticed you acting really different lately and you seem really down. Um, is something going on? I noticed that you're really down. And they said, no, I'm fine. And he said, well, you know, usually you're pretty upbeat and, like, noticeably you're, you're, you haven't been acting yourself. Um, no, I'm fine. Well, um, if you weren't doing okay, would you be able to talk to me? And they said, yeah. Well, okay, because I really, really feel like you're not doing that good. Well, okay. Well, at least that person now knows that you noticed and that they can come to you. Mm-hmm. And you now feel a little better that you let them know that you shared yourself and that you opened yourself up to them. And at the same time, that was kind of the first check-in. That doesn't mean you're done. You know, it, right. does, it also means that, hey, you're going to follow up with them again. You know, and Well, we've, we've talked about that on the podcast before is like creating a safe space for somebody. Right, like the the direct question may throw all the guards up and the walls up and make mm-hmm. it very tough to go past that initial question. But if you 
kind of gently open the door and just say, Hey, you know, here's some, here's some open space for you to walk into. Should you choose to do so? I'll be here. Right. Like I, I know that you're maybe not ready right now, but when you are, I'm available. Like, I think sometimes it's just about creating that safe space for them, for their guards to come down enough to be able to come in and and join you there, right? Something that George used there was I statements. I'm concerned about you. I'm worried, Mm -hmm. right? Which Which is important when you're talking to somebody versus like, oh, are you? Yeah. I says I'm concerned about you. Yeah, I am. I've noticed A, B, and C. Right, right. You know, so um, it's less accusatorial that way, and and more about I have compassion mm-hmm. for for you, and I'm seeing this. Is it correct? I don't know. Right. You, <laughs> you know, know. So a big a big part of it, though, you know, is is you know situations are a big part of. Big reason that people, you know, have crisis and 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 life takes turns, you know, and and you know, some like for example, you know, um, someone gets diagnosed, you know, with with some sort of illness and and life changes that way, you know, um, um, you know, someone you know gets incarcerated or they get in a lot of trouble, um, some some big you know life turn of events might might change someone or put somebody really down. You know, so if, if you're checking on somebody, you can use those situations and say, look, I know this is going on with you. And and, and that can be really, really difficult to deal with. So I'm checking in, or, or, you know, or how are you doing? And, you know, they say, fine. And you say, well, you know, I, I know it, it, it could be really hard to get through. And, you know, I'm having a hard time with, you know, getting through it with you. So I want you to know that I'm here and I care. And, you know, um, I've and then, and then when we're talking about suicide, you know, I, I've noticed, you know, that you're acting certain ways. You know, I've noticed that you're, you're you know, you haven't been getting out of bed. I've noticed that you've been taking, um, you've been drinking more. You know, I've noticed that you're, you, you've relapsed. I've noticed that, uh, you know, you're starting to give things away. You know, you, you start notice, you know, if there's what we call red flags, you know, in the field. Um, you know, and then you would say, you know, are, are you, are you thinking about killing yourself? You know, um, you know, and this person would then be, you know, in a situation where they, they would know that you notice them, but what, what, what you wouldn't have these conversations with someone that's just going through the day to day grind. You know, if someone's just having a rough day at work and, you know, it, you know, the ball didn't bounce that way. You're not going to have this type of conversation. We're talking about somebody that's that's really in a crisis that you're really, really torn up about. You know, where you're texting your friend or your pastor or your 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 old colleague that's working in the in the field that's a therapist, and you're like, you know, my my cousin who who I love so much, this happened to them, and and they started doing this, and I, I just have this feeling, you know, and 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 you know, and and you have this gut instinct. That's when you would start these these type of questions, you know. You know these situations are happening, um, and they're acting a certain way, um, and that's it's very 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 respectful. For you to have a, a very compassionate conversation with them, 
You know, you wouldn't want to do it, you know, in front of everybody and, and, and degradingly, even though, even though sometimes out here, you know, one thing I've learned is, you know, when, when we're amongst friends and people that we love, one way we pick each other up is we, we tend to beat each other up emotionally, you know, uh, um, you know, we joke and, 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 and we'll make fun of each other and, but we do it in a loving and caring way, you know, and, um, if that's how you guys get down, then 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 so be it, you know. But but definitely, if you're if you're feeling like somebody's going through it, you're and you're you're really tearing yourself apart about it, you know, losing sleep over a, a loved one, you know, that might be going through suicide thoughts and and even thinking about killing themselves. And you you have by all means have the right to, you know, um, um, care about them and and ask them, you know, and and even get them help. Even if they say no, right? Don't let that stop you from asking the question. It's all right. It's all right. You know, you're showing them you cared enough to to cross it and ask that question. You know, sometimes we don't want them to say no. We want them, I mean, not to say yes. I mean, right? But sometimes they will. They might just be going through it and then they make, they realize, man, my buddy George did care. He cared enough to to talk to me, listen to me, and ask me that tough question. How tough is it to ask that question? It's really tough. Really well, tough. I think some people, too, though, are, are worried that someone will get angry yeah. that you've asked that question. Right? Like Or like, offended. Yeah, like the, the accusation has been made and how dare you. you know? right. And it's like, in the end, I think somebody who knows your heart and understands that you came from a good place on that, like their initial reaction might be negative, but I think in, in the long run, people recognize when people are trying to help. What, one thing that always so. stuck with me is I heard someone say, Hey, I'd rather, I'd rather them be mad at me alive than love me and, and dead. dead. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> and that, that, that's such a perfectly succinct quote. You know, and, and, and it's, it's, it's proven you know, you know, it's proven that, you know, through the QPR Institute, then a- asking somebody if they're thinking about killing themselves could save their life. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's proven, you know, uh, it's not just something we suggest, you know, it's the, the, the research has been done and, and it's, it's done, you know, na- nation all over the world, you know, nationwide. It's something that we here at Indian Health um, um, use as, as a tool. We train all over our community to empower gatekeepers to, you know, look for the warning signs. Um, but, but when you, when you, you know, when in doubt, you know, ask, ask somebody, you know, are, are you thinking about killing yourself? You know, um, there's, you know, um, um, that's a direct approach. That's, that's, a, that's, that's, that's straight out. Going straight to the nitty gritty. Yeah. Right. Well, a, a less direct approach would be, are you considering hurting yourself? You know, or, 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 which is, which is a little bit more generalized. Yes. And then how they answer. And then you could go, are you considering killing yourself? Yeah. You know, or even, even a less, less, less direct approach would be, you know, you know, how are you doing? You know, that's, that's really beating around the bush, you know, you know, and you know, it doesn't look, you know, I, I don't, it doesn't look like you're doing so great. As a matter of fact, it looks like to me that you're really depressed but that's that's an important question. Like like you go back to it. How are you doing? How are you today? Right? Somebody that's going through it. That's a really important question to them. Mm-hmm. Right. But you know, uh, you know, I don't know if anybody's ever done the um, 
uh, a Pedro's special motivational interviewing training, which uh, uh, shout out to Pedro and good luck on his journey up to Washington University. Um, but Pedro brought the motivational interviewing out here and um, it, it really helps um, um, ask questions, you know, a question like, how are you doing? Isn't going to get you a lot, you know, it, it can go so many different places, you know, but, but keeping it, you know, specific to the topic, you know, how are you doing? And then, and then what's the next question going to be and keeping it focused and in context to what, what you're, what you're hoping to get from this, you know, and, and you want to, you want to make sure that you're staying aligned with, with what's going on because, because this person could probably be trying to avoid, you know, talking about what's going on. So, um, Staying on topic. Yeah, and and asking, you know, specific questions. So how are you doing could be followed by, you know, I noticed that Mm -hmm. you are, you know, seem like you're depressed. Have you been unhappy lately? Have you been really unhappy lately? Like you've been feeling like hurting yourself? You, you? George, have asked me that very sequence of questions here at work in the past. And... I didn't want to talk to you about what I was going through, but the fact that you asked those things of me those days made all the difference in my outlook for the day. Um, you know, I, I come in some days, I'm not in the, the best shape emotionally. George has a tendency to be like, Hey, how you doing? I'm, like, oh, I'm okay. You know, and you're like, are you? Cause it seems like something's going on. Like you, you asked that of me periodically and you're always spot on when you do. <laughs> Every time you've asked, I have had more things going on than wow. I've said. Um, and, and I don't generally want to talk about those things with the people I work uh-huh. with. And, you know, I think you understand that and we respect our boundaries. Sure. But the fact that you let me know that you recognize that I'm not on top of my game that day uh-huh. has always helped me find my way back to being on top of my game that day. Yeah, you know, and and it doesn't take a lot sometimes to just change the outlook of somebody. Just just letting them know that you see that they're they're hurting sometimes is enough. Yeah, you know, and and that you're there for them, you know, Mm -hmm. and and um, a big part of that too, though, is you know you you gotta also be prepared, you know. So if you know you can't ask the question, you know, it's really difficult with a loved one you know, to, to ask these type of questions, because like Art mentioned, you know, if they say yes, it's, it's, it's really, you know, it could really be shocking. So, you know, find someone who could ask the question, you know, uh, um, get a team together to be there to support, you know, um, I've asked them the question, they're thinking about, you know, they are suicidal, you know, maybe you can now talk to them about getting help, you know, um, and don't, you don't want to really be the only person you know, left with this type of, of, of responsibility because it, it could weigh heavy on you. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times people will say, you know, if I tell you something, you promise you won't say anything, you know, cause this is going on. You know, we deal with like sexual assault, trauma, abuse, um, child abuse, things like that, you know, un- untreated childhood trauma that just comes back, you know, and, and that's a huge one. That's such a big one, but but uh, um, you know, I'm pretty sure that's why I'm still single at my age. <laughs> Childhood trauma, you know, uh, you know, so so uh, you know, so people are really ashamed and and they don't want no one to know, and so you know, they they find that they can confide in somebody that's really shown that they care, and that's gained their trust. So they'll say, you know, 
if I tell you something, you won't say anything. Mm-hmm. You know, and so then you've got your hands tied because it's like, okay, I know that you're going through this and I really want to help you, but I can't help you because in order for me to help you, I'm going to have to tell someone. I have to violate that little piece of trust. You you know, and and by all means, you're going to have to violate that piece of trust because that means if that means you have to save this person's life, then again, it's better for you, for that person to be mad at you alive than than love you dead, you know, um, because they will forgive you. They will, especially, especially if they somehow miraculously find relief from their trauma, you know, um, and, and with the right help, you know, there's a chance they could. Um, I, don't, I don't know if they could ever forget it, but, but they could maybe get little coping skills, you know. But uh, there, there is a, um, um, a, lot, a lot that goes with that. Indian Health Council has been empowering Native wellness for over 50 years. We continue to do so with services like our mobile pantry, where you can receive free and nutritious food for you and your family. Join us at our Rincon facility on the second Tuesday of every month or on the fourth Tuesday of every month at our Santa Isabel location between 10 and 11 a.m. Upon arriving, you'll receive a variety of prepackaged dry goods and bulk produce. The mobile pantry is open to all families and community members. Both of our sites are following all COVID-19 health and safety guidelines as recommended by the CDC at this time. Upon arriving, please stay in your vehicle and wear a mask when coming to receive your food and practice safe social distancing. We look forward to seeing you at our mobile pantry and we thank you for listening to this podcast. Indian Health Council, empowering native wellness since 1970. Moving on, when you, I don't want to take over, I, you just covered a lot, of, a lot of important information, but when you ask that question, when you're able to ask that question, we talked a little bit about it's tough, it'll be a tough question to ask. You got to be open to let them talk, mm-hmm. right? What does that mean? Um, I, I have a bad habit, like I always say, of looking at my watch. Not that I need to go, but I just always look at it. And I always, when we present, I always tell people, when I'm going to talk to somebody, I take my watch off. Because mm. I want you to think about this. If I'm talking to somebody and they're spilling their guts on me and I'm looking at my watch, what am I doing to them? Right. I'm showing them I'm not interested. Hurry up. I don't care. It's the same thing with your phone, too. Same right? thing like, with your like, phone. Yeah. Same thing with your phone. Put your phone on silent. Put on do not disturb. Go. Yes. Make sure that you're present for the person you're talking to. Make sure to. you're present, right? Let them vent. Let them. Literally, what the, what they usually do is they vomit everything that's happening, everything that's going on through their life, what's yeah. happening at that time. Right? And, and, and don't try to have a solution for it. No, everything. no solution. Just let them talk. Listen was called non-judgmentally. Okay. Let them let them talk. Let them talk. Let them talk. Nine eight eight afterwards. Hey, let's call. Let's get let's get you some help. Let's get you some treatment. Um, well, and, and getting to the nine eight eight thing, like if you feel like you're not equipped to help them, right? It's okay to 
kind of verbalize yeah. that, right? And yeah, just say, so. you know, hey, I appreciate that you've opened up to me. I feel like what you're going through is more than I can handle yeah. for you uh, or with you um, by myself, right? Um, can we reach out and find some help for you? Phenomenal topic, phenomenal. Uh, always ask them, like George talked about, get a team together. Mm-hmm. Right. If you know the person has had previous uh, episode with depression, asking them what has worked before, who has helped you before? Can I call okay. your brother? Can I call okay. your sister? Can I get them involved? Get a team to help support this person. Right. Can I call your your pastor? Right. So it's not just falls on you. Yeah. yeah. And that's really empowering them to help kind of like make their plan, you know, like rather than you giving the advice, it's really not time for, for advice. It's more of time for, you know, like like you said, listening and having them, you know, um, share, you know, their feelings. And, and, and if they can if they can come up with their action plan or their, you know, uh, means of care, you know, that then that's going to be more likely than, you know, your suggestions because your suggestions can seem so far away. Going back, let's compare how we compare to CPR. CPR is you're providing life-saving support until professional arrives arrives, or the person recovers, wakes up, right? Same thing with QPR. You're providing that that support, that life, until you could get them into the professional help, the professional support, therapist. Yeah, you're you're, you're just the... You're just the floaty that's been tossed out to the drowning man, right? Until the boat arrives. (laughs) That's the way of looking at it, right? (laughs) You're not the boat. You're just the person keeping them from drowning in that moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, uh, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, warning signs and a lot of like, uh, you know, risk factors or situations, but, um, you know, as far as like, um, things that, that you could do to, you know, to help somebody, um, or, or there's a lot of those ways too, you know, um, you know, drugs and alcohol or, or especially with people that are depressed, it's a huge myth. We think that, you know, drugs and alcohol are going to help, but in fact, you know, they, they, they generally make it a lot worse. You know, people, um, especially us as adults, we think, you know, if we're really down and out, you know, let's go have a beer. You know, or, or, you know, if I go smoke, I'm just going to, you know, let me just go smoke real quick and I'll feel so much better. You know, it just, it just prolongs the problems, you know. Um, and even though it's just, it's just what we've been taught as a society, you know. Hey, man, I haven't had a drink in 30 years and wow. I still look at a bottle every once in a while when I'm feeling down and go, I wonder if I just, I could just have a beer or something, you know. Jeez. Like, you know, I haven't done it, thank God, you know. Uh, my will's strong, but but yeah, society, societally speaking, yeah. like it's something we've been like almost brainwashed to think is an option. Yeah, you know, like a valid, reasonable option. You know, so so people that, um, you know, alcohol could actually not be the reason people, you know, commit suicide, but it can give people, you know, more you know, uh, 
courage. courage to actually follow through with the act, you know, it can give you more, you know, you, you definitely can be well, when more you're, when you're inebriated, yeah. your, your, you know? your regular sense of judgment goes out the window. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. that's why people dr- dr- drink and drive, you know, like, there's tons of statistics on that. You know, I don't have them yeah. right in front of me. So, um, but, but it, it just definitely, definitely, uh, you know, as far as protective factors, you know, I would encourage people, you know, to, to, you know, get alcohol and drugs away from the situation, um, get, get healthy people around them, mm-hmm. you know, get, you know, get, get them away from, you know, uh, um, negative situations and around, you know, positive things, you know, um, that, that could, you know, help them, you know, uh, um, look forward to, to things to do. Um, also, uh, um, coping skills, you know, what, whatever that may be, you know, if, if they're, um, you know, remember we're just trying to keep this person alive, you know, until they, they get through, you know, what they need to do, you know? So, you know, sometimes there's breathing techniques, sometimes there's walks, sometimes there's talks, you know, um, those, those positive coping skills to get through these crises, you know, can, can, can really help. Um, and then, and then there's some, some long-term things, you know, therapy, professional help, those type of protective factors and, and, and family support, strong family support, culture, um, out here, um, you know, ties to your culture, learning your culture, um, practices, you know, um, your, your, your artistry, your family, your storytelling, learning your family history, you know, learning your family, you know, your land and, and what your what your responsibilities are with your family, you know, starting to take pride in things that, you know, you're responsible for, knowing what you're responsible for, you know, those type of things really give people a sense of purpose to to belong. Well, it help, helps ground them. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and people, you know, quite frankly, may be lost, you know, especially our young ones that that grew up with no foundation, you know, Um that that can really help you get back to your to your tribe to your to your to your people and your family to to get you know to have that purpose you know to live for something because sometimes you know when you're in the situation you know you basically lost you you're you lost any reason you know to live so there there there's some protective factors there um, as much as there's risk risk factors I don't want this podcast to be all negative you know. But um, because there's a lot of there's a lot of of strong support out there, you know we're fortunate in the community today that we have a lot more resources. From what I understand, as we had yesterday, you know, uh, you know, big thing that people ask, you know, is um, are these phones good for kids? You know, are these phones good? You know, I think I think it goes both ways. You know, I think there's a lot of, you know. And it's not just kids. People are, you know, the same person that asked me, do I think the phone is good for kids is on their phone. So I am on my phone as much as my kids are on their phone, if not more. So I will put myself out there. I wish I was on my phone less, but we're all on our phones and they are I think here. it's just a reality of the world. You know, so, so are we. There are, there are more phones in the world than there are people. Yeah. I have two phones. I'm like Kevin. Gates. I have two I'm, phones. I'm like Kevin Gates out here. Right? <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, um, uh, but now, if there is someone who's depressed or someone who's thinking about suicide, m- let's give them these resources. Hey, look up nine eight eight. Boom, they can Google that right on their. They could search that right on their phone. Mm-hmm. So there's access to resources right there in all of these 
places now, all of these places now have chats that link right to the right that are that are tailored for youth, tailored for for the the gay and lesbian, the LGBT community, veteran community, adults, males, females. They all have tailored chat groups that that are made for phones. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody who's dealing with any type of service service now is 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 already went has already went. Um, Technology, technology, and, and the cell phone is now where they're where they're at, right? Well, and there's telehealth visits now, so like you can you can speak to a therapist, right, on the phone, and and sometimes with video if if, if you're the type of person who needs that kind of face to face interaction. So I mean, it's it has opened up a whole yeah. new avenue for gaining access. So, so when people to when people say you know these phones are the problem, you know they might be in your situation. You know, but at the same time, I think I think the phone could help. You know, it definitely I could definitely share a resource with you. Well, in the end, it's a tool like anything, right. anything else, right? Yeah. Like a hammer can be used for building things, but can also be used to kill someone. You yeah, know, like it's all in how you use it. Right. Spe- speaking of ha- of of tool, hammer and tool, uh, I've been going through some difficult stuff myself, and I found a coping skill, and I'm built. I'm starting a hobby. And I'm going to start building Aerodondek chairs. Okay. And so wish me luck. because I, I, I don't know how to use a hammer, Dave. It's, it's not, about, remember, it's about the journey, right? It, it so is. So no matter how the chair looks, it it's is. about the, the process and the journey that took you. I, and I'm how so you glad my it. wife does not listen to these podcasts because I am not the handiest man around. <laughs> But I want to learn to be, and I want, you know, I need, I I really, you know, I want, I like to practice what I preach and coping skills are important. You know, here's the thing, George, most people, (laughs) most people can't just like get up and build a chair. Like that's not something people do just like out of the womb. No, we all have to stumble our way, learn, practice, fail a few times yes, and eventually find our way to proficiency right so like you're at the beginning of your journey so don't apologize for how anything looks at this point oh no no you know, no like, maybe I, I wasn't apologizing <laughs> i was i was just saying hey I, I i you know it's really important in my opinion to you know when you're struggling find something find yeah, something you're getting into yeah. you know coping skills some positive coping skills positive yeah positive coping skills because we were quick to find anger and rage and, and and disappointment. You know, those are the negative coping skills are waiting for us. You know, some other uh, coping skills, um, exercising, walking, walking your puppers, your dog. Oh yeah. Walking's a good one. Um, Reading, listening to music. Music is big. Oh yeah. It's always been a big, um, um, I've been looking at, I don't know why it's just, I, I like that movement into going back to vinyl. I don't know why. Oh, there's, there's a big my one. nephews are all about vinyl. It's yeah. so it's so interesting. Like, That's yeah. cool. I actually have gone to the record store with my nephews a few times that the last, so cool. last like I mean, six months or so. I mean, th- think about that. Buy old vinyl records. Yeah. Let's say let's say that you have a, a youngster who's struggling, you know, and and mom calls you or, or grandma calls you and said you need to come talk to this kid. He, why are you asking me? What? Are, why are you calling me? You don't know what to do. Take them to a vinyl store. Yeah. That place is going to do the, that place is going to, I mean, um, look at all the stories in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. So did you, did you guys have a good time in there? Oh yeah. We had a blast every time we go. So my, 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 only my, thing that my sucks wife, is you're spinning dough. 
Well, my dude, my nephew, that place is my nephew Kale, like he he is using his vinyl to create loops and stuff on his computer to make new music with. So he goes in looking for oh, really so he's, random he's going. stuff. You oh, know? He's like, doing it, yeah. He does deep, deep dives into like uh. 1930s, 1940s era, like jazz and <laughs> blues. And he just wants to find riffs and stuff that like he's never heard before because it's music that just isn't in circulation anymore. It's fascinating going with him because he will just Me- spend music- hours going like you can't be there long enough for his desire we we have a uh, music is a huge one good good music good music. good one there art uh, the record store that's a great great place like a library uh you know we have a we have a drum group here the um i want to say the mini nations drum but we got a new name yeah uh the the uh sacred traditions yeah, the, uh, oh, no. I don't. I don't want to put no one on the spot. We have a new yeah, drum new here, drum and you need to come here and find out and meet Mr. Gonzalez. I'll pull it up. Okay, pull it up because I just put us on the spot. Okay? <laughs> a a but, simple med- meditation too. Sitting meditation, out there, uh, you know, uh, walking. Uh, you know, we have we have a the uh, we have we don't have meditation here. We used to have like a yoga. We used to yeah, have a tai yeah. chi. And and every time we do some of these things, we wouldn't have a huge turnout, but the people that would come would just, I would hear the conversations they'd have with the instructors and they would thank them that say, yeah. this has helped me with my movement. And I would, I didn't know what to do with my life because I couldn't move so good, you know, know, and they would feel so much better, you know. They have a thing now called goat yoga. Goat yoga. Yeah, or you let the animals walk on you or I don't know, it's a thing. <laughs> have you heard of it? Yeah. Um, so what I'm seeing here is Many Nation Spirit Singers Group on Monday evenings. Thank you. So what what day? But the post itself still calls it Men's Drum Group. It's on Mondays, uh, 5.30 to 6.30 outside of uh, Building B in the courtyard here. Okay. Um, and is it a recovery group? Uh, drumming promotes healing and self-expression. Okay. Yeah. Boom. Expression. A lot of times we get kids or people... That are so they can't express themselves, and and that's a huge, huge, huge risk factor. I had the honor of interviewing a, a number of the men who go into that drum group, and their stories were so inspiring um, about how drumming kind of turned the tide for them. Um, that that community, that communal experience with the rest of the men, and tapping into the culture and and the, the history the spirit through the song and everything just yeah. like really touched their hearts and helped them find their way to, to better paths. It's really, it was really, it was an honor to, to sit and interview it's them cool. and talk to them. It's cool. So, yeah. So yeah. Good so, stuff. so Hey, when in doubt, when in doubt, you ask the question, you know, trust your gut, trust your instincts. You know, if you need some help, you know, ask, ask, you know, reach out. But uh, um, it is Suicide Prevention Month, um, and uh, it, it, you're, you're not alone. You're not alone, and there's, there's resources out there. So uh, thanks for letting us uh, take over your podcast again. It's our podcast. <laughs> well, well, you know, suicide is not the most friendly thing to talk about. No, but it's we, important. And when you've got a podcast that's called What About Life, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really about talking about all aspects of life, yeah. right? And unfortunately... Um, death topics surrounding death um, is, is part of that experience. Yeah, you know? 
and and it it, and it, it, re- it really is. The more we talk about it, the the less the stigma has power. Yep. Right? You know, I think I think the more we, I, I agree. Yep. Yep. I agree. The more we talk about it, yep, the less stigma has power. Yeah. That's a good way to put it because stigma could be huge. Yeah. Well, and you guys have you guys have heard me share stories from my own life mm-hmm. many times on this podcast now, you know, and, and I've come to that decision for myself a long time ago that I'm not going to shy away from the difficult parts of my life in conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, because every time I talk about it is a is a potential of touching somebody else in their own journey and making sure that they don't feel alone because we all have our difficulty, we all have the the hard things we've got to cope with. And that feeling of loneliness, that feeling of like, I'm the only person who's experiencing this right now. Um, if you can relieve somebody of that by being open about talking about the difficult things, then you're only helping people out, you know? And, yeah. I, and in the end, I'm helping myself out because every time I talk about those difficult things, I take a little bit less power away from it. Yeah. There's less power. The more I talk about those difficult things, the more I have control of the emotion surrounding that thing. So, and that's therapy in general, right? Self-help. Talk, talk it out. Self-help is good. So what are the resources, guys? 988, obviously. 988. If you're in crisis, that's the yep. easiest number to remember, right? Yep. I always, we always say, you know, um, 988 um, connects you straight to the um, crisis hotline. Mm-hmm. We always used to say, put it in your not in your phone, right? It's better to know it and not need it than to need it and not know it, right? The old King's Bell Bond <laughs> slogan, <laughs> right? Um, but now 988 directly takes you to it. Um, the clinic, 760-749-1410. Option, option four, four. 5249, the extension. 5249. Um, yes. Reach out. Awesome. Yeah. Offer hope. Yeah. Hope will save a life. Yeah, so... Hope will save a life. Yes. Thanks, gentlemen. Yep. I appreciate these discussions with you very much. Thank you. I, I look forward to our podcast together. Yeah, me too. Even when it's a tough subject like this. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Until next time, everybody, this has been What About Life, the PEI team and myself. And, uh, you know, take care of yourself out there. Thank you, guys. Indian Health Council's What About Life podcast is made possible by the Prevention and Early Intervention Program funded by the County of San Diego Mental Health Services Act. Indian Health Council's Behavioral Health Hotline can be reached Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. by calling 760-751-6004. That's 760-751-6004. If you're outside of Indian Health Council service area and are experiencing a mental health emergency in San Diego, call the San Diego Access and Crisis Line at 1-888-724-7240. That's the San Diego Access and Crisis Line at 1-888-724-7240. Or call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255 for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Help is available. All you have to do is reach out for it. Indian Health Council, empowering Native wellness since 1970.
Thank you for listening to the What About Life podcast from Indian Health Council. Please take a moment and make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss a single new episode. The views and opinions expressed by those interviewed on the What About Life podcast, including all program participants, are solely their own current opinions regarding events and are based on their own perspective and opinion. It is the opinion and perspective of the interviewees and the hosts. Such views, opinions, and or perspectives are intended to convey a life story or based on recollections about events in their lives on which conflicting memories may exist and are not intended to malign any individual, religion, ethnic group, or company. The views and opinions expressed do not reflect the views or opinions of Indian Health Council, Inc., or the companies with which any program participants, interviewees are or may be affiliated. The What About Life podcast is a production of the Health Promotions and Marketing Department at Indian Health Council and is funded through the Prevention and Early Intervention Program from the County of San Diego HHSA Mental Health Services Act. What About Life is produced and edited by David S. Dawson, executive produced by Beth Turner. Our research team and hosts are George Pojas, Arturo Calvo, Jason Levine, and Marissa Yepa. This episode of What About Life is the copyright of Indian Health Council, Inc.